The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, former linebacker for the Seahawks and now film star Brian the Boz Bosworth shares the painful journey that led him to the cross. All my dreams came true. Um, I got to play for Oklahoma and I got to be um, with Coach Switzer and have a very relevant career and we had a fantastic team and, and I got full of myself. And at some point in time, I pushed away from God and said, you know what, I got it. I don't need you anymore. And then I went to Seattle and it all came crashing down. and Betty and I are thrilled to have this opportunity to share with us. I grew up in the shadow of the Texas University Football Stadium. And uh, I was a Texas Longhorn little guy. Now, i got to be honest with you, I've had a disappointment in the Cowboys and the Longhorns. <laughs> but I remember somebody in our area very well, Brian Bosworth. They called him the Boz. He had all kind of unique hair. <laughs> and he was tough. And he was tough. And didn't appear to have any interest in God at all. I can't tell you how happy I was when this year my son, our son, came in, father of four of our wonderful grandchildren, and said, Dad, you know who really impressed me of all the people I've talked to in a long time? I said, who? He said, Brian Bosworth, the boss. And I knew he was talking about this man has had a head-on collision with Jesus. He and his sweet wife are in love with the Lord Jesus. I want you to welcome Brian and Morgan Bosworth to life today. Glad to see you. Brian, you, you look great. You look like you're still in pretty good shape, and I know you're, you're doing the movies. You've got the uh, Revelation Road uh, 1 and 2. This is a powerful movie. You can get it on DVD. I believe it'll impact. Uh, it'll capture the attention of some folks that wouldn't really listen and really can be effective in reaching young people. I, I want you to know that I can see in your countenance something has happened. I want you as much as you can to kind of cover the ground uh, story from the you know bottom up. What happened when you were the tough guy and looked like you were out of control with a tremendous amount of ability? Tell us a little bit about your journey and what brought you where you are now. Well, um, I was an Oklahoma boy with a dream. Um, was captured and transported to Texas and held hostage here, so I had to <laughs> live with all of the Texas people. But my heart was an Oklahoman, um, and I had a dream to uh, someday go back and play for the University of Oklahoma and that's what my goal was when I was a young kid and I was a very rowdy young boy um, spent a lot of time in the principal's office back when they gave lickens I got one just about <laughs> daily um, but you know it came a point in time where a coach came to me early in my career um, when I was in junior high and he said son you've got great abilities you've got a God gift but I can't let you on my team because you're gonna be such a disruption to my team. Um, and my moment stopped at that moment. You know, I thought, there's, here's for the first time something that's gonna be taken away from me that, you know, is precious to me. So um, I asked, um, I kind of made a promise with the Lord at that point in time. My grandmother was 
um, was a devout Catholic, and I didn't understand it. You know, was forced to go to school or go to church when I was a young kid, but didn't kind of grasp into it. But my grandmother had a relationship, so um, I thought it seemed to help. So I asked the Lord at that point in time, hey, can you help me calm down? Can you give me focus? And he did. He did amazing, amazing things. And along that journey, when I got to Oklahoma, you know, to try to condense this thing down, um, all my dreams came true. Um, I got to play for Oklahoma, and I got to be um, with Coach Switzer and have a very relevant career, and we had a fantastic team, and, and I got full of myself. And at some point in time, I pushed away from God and said, you know what, I got it. I don't need you anymore. Um, you know, that's kind of when um, the boss kind of took over. And, you know, once the boss took over, it was, you know, you're young, and you're just trying to figure out how do I cope with all of the things that are happening and maintain my success and like all the expectations people have of me. Um, I just tried to do it on my own. And then I went to Seattle and it all came crashing down and I got mad and I got just furious and he and I had a feud. We just feuded. Sorry, it always chokes me up, but um, we had a feud for 25 plus years. and. Um, this movie came around at a time when I frankly was lost. Um, didn't want to do the movie. I got a call you know, from my agent and he said, I have a film for you. I said, I'm not interested, I'm moving, I'm gonna go home. Cause that's what you do when you're scared and you're lost, you go home. And um, he said, I think you should really read the script. And I said, I, I, I'm really not interested. We're getting, getting married and I'll found love again. And um, I need to go back and put my life back together, if I can. I gotta find that. And he just insisted, read this script. So um, I said, okay, fine, send the script over. Um, he warned me just before he sent it, he said, I'm gonna, gotta let you know it's a Christian movie. And I go, great. <laughs> it's perfect. No one's gonna see this movie. <laughs> um, because I had in my mind what a Christian movie really was. Uh, and the last thing I wanted was somebody to beat my door down because I'd already built the wall around my heart and I'd locked him out. Um, I, I picked the film up, I picked the script up and I read about 15 pages into it and I called him back and I said, I think you sent me the wrong script. The character uh, right off the bat does a horrible thing. This can't be a Christian movie. <laughs> uh, and he goes, no, that's the, that's the film. And um, Went ahead and read it all the way through and then I put the script down. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because that's the first time that I've ever been handed a project that challenged me to look in the mirror. Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? And I knew at that moment that character was me and I hated it. Desperately wanted to change it but I didn't know how. So the movie is a journey for me. And that journey um, was really something that was a complete unexpected journey of peace, something I hadn't had in years. And I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. And it, and it took the process to go through. And it took um, doing part two Part two was a blessing because part two allowed me to let go and um, assimilate 
something that was near and dear, because most people don't understand the struggles that a human being goes through. If you have something that you desperately love and it's taken away from you, we as humans, you we want, blame. we want blame. blame. We want to blame, blame somebody. Somewhere. And I blamed him. And the last thing I could do is forgive him um, for doing that to me. And I needed to be able to get that message out. So when we talked with the producers and the film ran long and they came up with the idea, let's make a part two. And I said, that's perfect. I need it. I don't know why, but I need it. Um, and it just organically worked itself out that um, my wife, Morgan, got a chance to play in part two as my wife. And we created it in such a way that Big not to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of legwork I had to do on that one. We created it in, in a way that it assimilated my life as best I could in, a, in an artistic sort of way when something that you love so desperately is taken away so senselessly. And then how do you deal with it? How do you deal with that pain and anger? How do you focus it? How do you put it back inside? And then how do you take that journey and go forward with it? And it's a blessing. Um, and it didn't hit me until I went on the tour to go back and show the film uh, in Oklahoma to a bunch of towns in Oklahoma. And on the third, on the third day, um, ironically, uh, in Chickasha, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. Kim Hayes, the pastor there, came up to me and he invited me to church. And I hadn't been to church in years. I even told her the day before, hey, we're going to go to church tomorrow. She said, say what? So it was a first <laughs> for us to together after nine years. It was really another first. It was. And, um, and we, did, we never talked about religion. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't talk, church never, the word church wasn't really mentioned in our relationship in the first eight years of us being together. Um, she just accepted that this was the walk I was on, and I just accepted that was the walk she was on, and we just didn't cross those paths. And uh, I got up on that day and Sunday and, and on March uh, 3rd, and uh, Kim asked me, talk to my congregation. I said, you don't want, really want me to talk to your congregation. <laughs> um, but he said, no, get up there and tell it like it is. So I got up there and I told it like it is, and uh, I spewed a little bit, and... Uh, after it was all said and done, uh, Kim came up to me before the screening of the film later that night, and he goes, you know what, I've been a pastor for 38 years, and I've never had anybody ever come into my church and speak to my people the way you did today. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I offended anybody, but I was just being me, I was just being truthful. And he goes, no, 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 you just misunderstand me. I've never been around as somebody that has been so lost, but is so desperate to be found, you just don't know it. Thank God. Don't you thank God for what you yeah. just said, since the Spirit of God? And, uh, and Brian, you, uh, you, uh, he found you, you found him. I want to hear from Mark. I want to say something to somebody that may be watching. I want to say something to Barry Switzer. Barry, I can't tell you how much I love you. Me too, Coach. <laughs> God, I love you, buddy. Boy, you'll never know. I pray to God that you're listening because you're so special that you know. Brian, I pray you really have time to bless that man and so many others. Morgan, 
I can tell you're moved by what you're watching because you saw the whole thing. Mm. Are you pretty amazed at what God's done? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm amazed every day. It just, the path that both of us are on now is just done a 180 from where we came from. And, you know, we thought, we thought we were doing good before. And, you know, we had this thing, you know, kind of knocked out and we were okay. But things sure have turned around for us. And in such a positive way, um, I just get choked up talking about it. You know, my testimony came many, many years ago uh, when I was a senior in high school. And it was something that was very near and dear to my heart. Um, although I didn't grow up, you know, going to church every every Sunday, and my parents weren't, uh, you know, big church church goers. Um, but I found faith on my own in high school, and I was baptized when I was a senior. And then your twenties hit, and then you just forget everything that is really what's important to you in life. And I'm so thankful that, you know, Brian signed on to do this film and what it did for him. And then grateful that he asked me to be in the second because it really did bring us together. Um, made us cohesive. It did, it, did. It, it really did. Yeah. And we have a very strong faith now. And as you know, what's funny is as a couple, we, she mentioned, I thought we were really close. We did everything together. Um, well, not but everything. having, <laughs> having a relationship with your best friend and your soulmate, and then being able to have conversations, kind of know a lot of couples that are, you know, good together, but they don't have conversations about God and what's God and Jesus doing in your life and what can he do to help us today and you know having a hard time you know would you pick up the I'm on the road would you pick up Jesus calling tell me what it says today to have that kind of relationship with your spouse um, takes you to a completely different level of love mm -hmm. um, and it just I didn't know that I could be more in love with somebody but every day you have a friend in Jesus that just keeps pushing you down the road closer and closer together. And you're doing it for all the right, because he gives you instructions. It's so nice to get instructions, whereas before it was just static. Yeah. You know, for years, <laughs> static, nothing. Yeah. You know, and every day is a blessing. All the things that I were fighting with before, you just let them go and you give them to him and he figures out a way to make them when work. When you look back on the, really the beginning of the change, it sounds like came when you, that movie opportunity came. Well, that was his knocking on yeah. the door saying, I'm still and here. You, back you can because, run fast. Because you, you had said before you were mad at God and you were blaming him yeah. for everything. And then when that happened, and now you look back and you just, can't you just see the beauty of and the love of the Lord? It's like, I'm just waiting for you. Yeah. And here I was is. just intimidated by it because he was I'm waiting, the one you that let him away. turn yeah. loose in your life. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to be humble enough to just get on your knees and say, I am inadequate. I can't do it. Can't do it alone, and I need some help. And that's that's you, all good. What do you see God doing now? I, I want to put the website up, and you can get Revelation Road. There's uh, the second Revelation Road too, which is where He expands what. I he think saw. we brought Revelation Road for every member of the audience today. You so did you bring it. Take it home. It's uh, it, it's. 
truly a gift, and it's something I think you guys don't take home and watch by yourself. You invite people over. You invite them to come into your homes and family. Invite people that aren't Christians. Because the Christians, we got it. We get it, <laughs> and it's good. But as Christians, we have to go out and plant the seed. Those that aren't willing to see that there's a better life, this will give them that opportunity to say, you know what, maybe I'm on the wrong road. Because when the train does leave, when he comes down and takes us, you can't go, well, I'll just DVR my life back and say, I was really with you. It doesn't work like that. You got to walk it. You got to talk it. It's got to be inside you. It's got to be an obedient instruction that you give to others because you feel it inside. It lives inside you. We use this. What, what God gives us are seeds to sow. And this is a transformed person. And you never know what can come from this. Uh, use it as a, as a witnessing tool. And there, there is the website, and it'll be on lifetoday.org. If you ever lose track, so I want to know, I'd like to hear you. Hey, I'd like some of my friends to hear what he shared. Well, we're on a number of times a day all over the world, and you can find us on the various satellite or inspirational networks and various stations in your area. But you also go to lifetoday.org, and you say, I'd like to watch it. And you can get your friends or family to watch this program, but also to find out how do I get that which he gave the, the uh, videos to everybody here. Uh, have you enjoyed Brian and Morgan today? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears and, and as hard as it may be for you to believe, we're actually going to step up a, a notch. And that, that doesn't mean that what we haven't heard wasn't totally supernaturally, indescribably inspirational, it was. I want to take you where Jesus looks and I want you to hear as Jesus hears what he hears. And then I want you to respond the way you know Jesus would. Cambodia's history is a rich one, but 1975 brought four of its darkest years imaginable. Cities were emptied and innocent millions murdered as a maniacal dictator tried to reset Cambodia to what he called Year Zero. Families were torn apart and lives left in ruin. Recovery has not come easy. Sam Nung remembers. His whole family was killed and everything lost. Today in this land, the suffering continues. Families are torn apart and lives left in ruin. But no longer from communism or dictatorship. It's waterborne diseases. Well, 
Once again, Sam Nung risked losing his whole family, but this time to waterborne diseases. How can you forget your past when you aren't promised a future? I need you to help me, Betty. You know, as I watch that, I think that, that father who loves his family so much, he's already lost so much, and yet maybe still pain to come. And I think the enemy is right there where he lives, James. It's in the water, the disease. We've been there, James. We've seen that awful contamination of the water and just break your heart. And to know that that's the only source they have, you have to have water to even survive a few days. And knowing that it's going to kill your loved ones, but you still have to give it to them, it's, it must be torture to their own souls and their hearts. But we have an opportunity, James, to do something about it. And I hope you will join us simply by being able to drill the wells. We can be a life source to these families that are so desperately hurting and, and living in the midst of loss to the families. Lord, I don't think I can really... I don't know if I know how to talk to the people about hearing that man cry like he was crying holding up that picture. I never knew I would know what it would feel like to lose a child, and, and I do now. And, and the very thought that I might be able to let somebody keep their child, I just... Uh, I just want you to touch the hearts of everybody who are watching and they'll just say, I'm going to be the hands of Jesus right now, Lord. Let them feel that and I'm going to give a cup of water. I'm going to give a well of water. Please, dear Jesus. Please do what I can't do. Please move hearts. Please. I, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I feel so inadequate um, uh, to be a representative, of, an advocate for people who suffer. I've never been able to be satisfied. I used to ask Billy Graham when we'd have thousands of people saved and coming out of the stadiums, and I would say, Billy, uh, how do you feel when you see the ones leave? He said, well, I, I can't think about them. I got to think about the ones coming forward. I said, Billy... Billy, my heart goes home with the ones that leave. I want to go home with them. I, I've never been able to, to see something that I thought we could, you know, we could give them something and not want to do it. So I'm just going to ask you to go to the phone or go online and don't let anything stop you. And I want you to make the largest love gift you can to help us drill another 500 wells. I wish you could drill 5,000. And the only thing that stops that is we need more laborers who see the fields of harvest and pain and hurt. But let, we've got a, areas 512 nations where the missionaries said, here, we need it. That's one of them. Would you say, I'll drill a well? The average cost $4,800. Would you just do that or give $1,200 or $2,400 and pray two people join you or three and we've got a well? Or would you give $4,800? and give 10 people water, there's a level you can participate at. 
144 basically breaks out to giving 30 people. And I'm asking you to help us show people the love and life of Jesus and give them the water of life by giving them water for life. Would you do it? Go online, lifetoday.org, dial the number, use your bank card. If you write a check, make it to life. But please call us. I'm going to do it. And don't let a busy phone line, don't let anything keep you from doing it, please. Let's be an answer to that man's heartache and that man's heart crying prayer. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice, drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease, or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the brand new Free To Be Me 40-Day Devotional where Betty shares the challenges, victories, and insights God gave her while struggling through fear and insecurity. You'll also receive Betty's book, Free To Be Me. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request Life's Inspirational Coffee Mug Set, featuring encouraging quotes and scripture to brighten your mornings for years to come. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, been sitting here for a while watching dogs and pigs and goats sitting in this water. I mean, the smell, it's just, it's enough to take your breath away. And yet I watch child after child dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's literally killing them, but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. We can change this for them. We could drill them a water well that will last for generations to come and produce life into their bodies. Call the number on your screen or go online and give the best gift that you can give. It will make a difference. It will bring life into the lives of these children. Would you give another thanks, all of you, to Brian and Morgan Bosworth? <laughs> Remember, thank you all. Go online. Go to that website. Get this witnessing too. God bless you. Thank all of you.
After her dream career fell apart, Kelly Mentor found her place serving God in one of the most dangerous and unlikely locations on the planet tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.